Hi everyone, we're Lana Mercedes and we are the Onion Peelers. They are also the proud owners of The Breathing Space, a yoga studio in Amsterdam West, a growing community of Ashtanga Vinyasa yoga practitioners. If you'd like to read more about us, you can check us out at www.thebreathingspace.nl. All right, Mercedes, we have some stuff to talk about today. Hmm, that we do. An interesting topic. It's, so, a, to- it's a topic that I think is near and dear to our hearts in a way, because we both don't really understand this aspect of, or this dis- um, hmm. that this is sometimes a struggle that mm, yoga practitioners seem to have and I don't get it it's something that doesn't resonate with me and I think it's talked a lot about in yoga practice what would that be? that would be joy. I think I have an idea <laughs> Joy in practice. Joy in practice, yes. Yeah. Which, it could almost be expectations in practice, no? But yeah, joy, the expectation of practice, of being joyful, you could say. I think that is a good one. Expectation. Expectation in practice. And then among those expectations is... Joy, that there's the practice is supposed to be joyful. All right, this is not an easy onion to peel. No. So let me ask you, are you sure you're ready to peel this? No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Multi layer spiky onion. Mercedes, I was born to bite the spikes off of this <laughs> onion and gently peel it with <laughs> loving joyful hands <laughs> fantastic i gotta wait to see that <laughs> i'll probably be crying the whole time but... yeah okay so the expectation of joy in practice the expectation of joy in practice yes where to begin <laughs> i think it all started for me when I mean, I never, I never heard this. I mean, I think when I started, my first teacher was an Ashtanga teacher. Well, even before that, when I practiced in the living room with my sister to public television, that man never talked about joy. (laughs) Do you remember his name? No, but he was very flexible. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and then... The Ashtanga teacher after that didn't talk about joy. And then I practiced Iyengar, and there was never any talk about joy. No, there is not. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then I think I entered into the vinyasa community. And, and I, I don't know that in the beginning... It wasn't at the studio necessarily that I practiced at. But then I, the more I came into contact with people who were practicing vinyasa at, uh, let's say, maybe other studios, it seems like this 
thing that, that would be talked about, this idea that practice as joyful or... And I, I never understood that. I think we talked about it in, maybe in my teacher training, <clears throat> but it just wasn't something that ever resonated with me, like whatsoever. Yeah, you know, if I look back, I think I think this is definitely a very a very contemporary kind of thing. Like I don't know, I don't ever recall whether it was my teacher training or back in my younger days. I've never heard like the term joy thrown in the middle of practice. Um, but I have noticed many 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 times through the years a lot of times people like when they come in to take a class randomly their expectation is to either relax feel happy or or I don't know like uh, let it go to release which in a way okay it is but Yeah, I don't know what I'm trying to say. That I, th I think people have an expectation of what this practice is supposed to do. Yeah. Very different to the reality of it. Yeah. And again, it's a sticky thing because, of course, I, I do believe that at, the, at a certain point it does bring you joy yeah. in the wider sense. Yeah. Right? Definitely. Joy in the sense of getting to know yourself, understanding the world around you. Joy in getting closer to that nugget of bliss that lives deep within us all. I know that and Conquering I experience that. Conquering your dark side, understanding the patterns that hold you back. But it's not like you take a pill and everything is fine. I mean, even the practice itself, the actual uh, practical stuff of breathing, moving, <laughs> most yeah. of the times is very uncomfortable. Yeah. Right? I mean, sometimes it can feel pretty good. <laughs> I mean, for me, it's that first egg come, I'm like, wow, this yeah. is glory. And then the way it comes and it all goes, <laughs> <laughs> and then Shavasana comes and then, yeah, sure, there's a sense of wholeness. Yeah, I mean, I guess maybe it's also this idea of Perhaps I don't really connect to the word joy. I, I think I have a hard time really even... It's like I don't have a relationship with that word. Funny that you say that, because I actually didn't really know what joy meant, because I don't think this is, a, this is a word that we have in the Spanish language. No. So I was like, oh, because I have an idea. But then the definition it was... To feel great pleasure and happiness. Oh, wow. Okay. I was like, yeah. whoa. <laughs> I do not. Then we're really yeah. far off. Then I thought I it was know, more yeah. like, I don't know, yeah, feeling is, is some sort of happiness. But uh, interesting that it said great pleasure and happiness, both. So we're like double-double. Yeah. It's like eating, I don't know cookie dough ice cream with chocolate sprinkles and extra, I don't know. It's and like, knowing that it's good for you. That would be that Exactly. Would be <laughs> but this is just not realistic. Yeah. 
I mean, I know, like I have to say, there are people that I have um, met in this lifetime that do have, you know, there are some pe people who are just so full of, I would say, love, that they just exude love. It's in their every cell. They don't need to work on being open and loving to the people that they interact with. It's just something like a natural inherent quality that they have. I almost feel like um, joy is something similar to that. Like you, hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm not exactly sure what I'm trying to say. I think love and joy are not necessarily the same. But um, perhaps it's easier for some to access and then we see these certain people and we idealize them perhaps it's just like this expectation of this is what practice is supposed to be like this practice is supposed to be easy i'm supposed to be able to float through the air like and make it look like it is no effort uh i don't know whatever other expectations i'm or even if it's not in the physical yeah. sense but I think a lot of times people have the expectation that they shouldn't feel resistance. Yeah. And this is crazy. Yeah. Because we are supposed to confront our resistance. Yeah. And hopefully make that resistance more and more supple with time. But it's, it's really a process. But if the resistance isn't there then what are you working at? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like a more appropriate word for practice would be confrontation. Yeah. And self-reflection and growth as opposed to joy and bliss. I think, like, I understand this idea of heart opening, connecting to the heart... Uh, I re that resonates with me. Like I, I, Absolutely. Can, I get that. Mm -hmm. But that does not, for me, mean that practice is joyful. I mean, I, I think also like what you were saying, people have this expectation that yeah, there shouldn't be any resistance, or that that it gets difficult. Things get difficult, and then we assume that. Yeah, we need a break from practice or something along those lines because... Or like it's no longer working. Yeah. Because you no longer feel good, let's say. Yeah. When if there's resistance, is that something needs to be attended. Yeah. Right? To, so it's almost like then why are you practicing if yeah. you're not willing to look, look at, at yourself? That? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's very interesting often when students come and they're like, oh, I just want to relax. I'm always like, then you should really go for a massage. Yeah. This is <laughs> not the way to find relaxation. I mean, of course, eventually. Yeah. But it's not like the highway to relaxation or to bliss or to... It takes work. It really, I mean, it's called the practice of yoga. Yeah. It's not called the cloud of yoga. <laughs> 
the blissful bath time story of yoga. <laughs> exactly. It's not called the show of yoga. Yeah. It's not called the feel good about yourself yoga. Because you just tapped into something so beautiful about this heart opening. Indeed, absolutely. We wanna that hopefully this practice is gonna make us more compassionate, self-loving, and therefore loving towards others. But how are you gonna get there? Yeah, confront the shit out of a bunch of stuff. You gotta look at those ghosts, man. Yeah. And sometimes those ghosts are there for several lifetimes. I think too then the the practice is okay, if things get difficult or uh, something confronts us, what do we do in that moment? Is that then the moment that we turn away from practice because it's difficult? Do we resist that moment of confrontation? Um, or maybe that's the joy in the practice, is being open to the experience of um, the confrontation itself and working through that confrontation. Absolutely. Well, at least that's how I feel it. I mean, yeah. it brings me joy in that sense. And, you know, sometimes taking a little break can give you some perspective. Yeah. But if whenever shit gets hard, you turn away, yeah, then you're really missing the point, I personally think. Yeah, I agree with you. It's almost like, then why are you doing it anyway? Yeah. I mean, I'm going to be honest. While I do love to practice yoga, and I feel comfortable saying that, of course, it brings me joy in a much larger scale. I never wake up and jump out of my bed saying, I cannot wait to get on my mat. <laughs> it's every day. I mean, after all these years, yeah. I never just jump on it. I have a thousand of stories, and I've gotten really good at making them really, really believable, of telling myself why I shouldn't do it. You work too hard, you're tired, you didn't get a good night's sleep, mm, I feel this thingy on my lower back, <laughs> on my knee. Yeah. Uh, I, luckily, after all these years, I know a little bit better than that. Yeah. And I know to say hello to those voices, and say, guys, shut up. And I still get on my mat, and... And then, of course, after I get over that and I, and I work through my many, many, many struggles <laughs> during practice, then I'm like, oh, yeah. Then, of course, there is this sense of, yeah, not accomplishment, but uh, I shut up for myself. Yeah. But, yeah, so when students go, I don't feel joy. I almost want to say, me neither. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you have that expectation? Uh, yes. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I think uh, <clears throat> we're in the same boat as far as that goes. I, I, I know that there's something in myself that craves practice, but yeah, it oftentimes does not feel good in a lot of ways. Or that's, And I know that I struggle with expectations of myself and how things are supposed to feel or comparisons to how things used to feel and they don't feel that way anymore and that that only brings me into suffering and so if I can let those things go and just be available to 
kind of whatever shit storm is arising hmm. that yeah at the end of practice I do usually feel some kind of yeah I don't know what I would call it like more connected to myself yeah like closer closer and more yeah more whole more whole yeah and a lot of times it's not satisfying to practice and that, and only when i give up the idea that it's supposed to be is practice more towards the scale of joyful even though i would never use that word to describe my own practice but of course because you're removing this extra layer of suffering that you add on top of it of yeah it should feel like that i was able to do this or so and so is able to do it yeah i think also while i love this boom of yoga and the connectivity with social media and everything i think sometimes we're a little bit and okay i think in a way it's cute because we're all very passionate about this practice also sometimes I think we over communicate yeah. <laughs> a little bit and overshare. Like I don't know, many times you hear like senior teach well, I don't know if senior teachers, but I have heard this being said before, like yoga heal me or I found a new happiness through yoga. And I think people only hear that and they don't actually look at the whole of the whole story or the whole many, many, many years of practice and of struggles that, you know, led the person to feel like that. But I think that that is also the problem is that those things aren't shared all the time. I think... No, it's like the... You mean the frosting is shared, yeah. but not the... Yeah. And then, of course, social media, it's a vi very visual thing. Mm. So then we're not getting the... Um, we're not getting the uh, more esoteric struggle or the more psychological struggle. I think oftentimes there's a tendency to um, over-philosophize yeah. things, that things are wrapped in such a, a, a loaded... Um, kind of spiritual context that it just doesn't seem real. Everything becomes so lofty and otherworldly as opposed to people just using regular language to, and I, and I realize, you know, it's a gift to be able to speak and write in certain ways. And, mm -hmm. and that really resonates with people because oh, it's beautiful language But then it, again, it becomes this beautiful thing. Cover it's like it's like wrapping shit in I don't know rose petals. There's still shit there. Like, come on now. If we could just talk about our experience in a real way, and I realize that that's less appealing to people. Oh, I, I think that with all the physical, like being able to see the pretty pictures, we also want to see the pretty words. Well, what about just being normal about stuff and not making it so abstract and esoteric and... And so shiny, yeah. I think <laughs> I'm thinking of 
what was that show, The Real World? What was the, do you remember The Real World? No, it was, I don't know um, the show. Was it a TV show? Yeah, it was no. uh, a bunch of strangers. It was an MTV show. A bunch of strangers get together and live in a house. Oh, and, kind of like uh, Big Brother? Kind of like Big, I think it was actually based on uh, Big Brother. Yeah. Even though Big Brother is a, yeah, I think it's based on the same, uh, the Dutch show, Big Brother. Yeah. Um, and what was it? Something like the theme was when, when seven strangers, um, uh, something come together and I don't know, I'm going to have to look up. It's something, something and get real. Let me look up the, <laughs> and then you can edit this, but it's like, uh, oh yeah. So it was, what was it? So this was the theme. It was like, when people stop being polite and start getting real. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know, like... Uh... Well, actually, that's a great sentence to describe, hopefully, the process that we feel or that we go through on the mat, right? We kind of, like, drop all these constructions and we work through that dense layer of crap that we carry with us. Yeah. And we get real. But yeah, how are you going to get there if you're not going to do the work or confront yourself? Yeah. And then I think we need to remember that, you know, there is a lot of confrontation in the practice. And the way that we go about this confrontation is really important. I th yeah, I think that's the key to this whole thing. That Because it's very easy as has been said by many people, mm -hmm. you can use this practice to beat yourself up or you can use it to liberate yourself. And part of the liberation is confrontation and working through a lot of stuff, but doing that in a kind way. Yeah. Doing that because it's so easy. I mean, how often... Does Mercedes, whenever we practice together, Mercedes always asks me at the end at some point, she's like, can you just yell at me for a little bit? So I can get, I'm like, I will not yell at you. That it's like, I, I know you yell at yourself. Like, why? <laughs> yeah, you don't need extra that? yelling. That's true. Thanks for that. There's uh, this idea that, you know, I see students do things, they practice things, they attempt things and they fail. And what is the thing that I see them do when they fail? Shake their heads, like disappointment in themselves, mm. as opposed to just being like, okay, it didn't work, let's try again, let's try a couple times. But then using that as a... I so often see students use that failure as a way of um, validating their negative image of themselves and Absolutely. I know that because I have done that too and I it's not that I don't still do that at times but yeah, yeah it's like that's... every failure is a is a way to uh, give that voice in your head that is like you can't do this an extra extra ammo of like see mm -hmm. I told you you yeah. couldn't do it I told you so or to kind of blame the outside. Oh, this practice is not for me. Yeah. Which, okay, that can be, but 
yeah, is, is the practice is too hard or too this or too that, or this teacher is yeah. too demanding on me, or I don't know, this yoga mat is not good for me, whatever it is, we can also, yeah, rather than look inside, we just blame the outside. Yeah. That's also something, yeah. But you tap into something great, like, yeah, how do we face these moments of confrontation? And I think that's when working with, like, a teacher that you have a connection with or a community that you connect with um, can be very helpful. And I think, too, having an open dialogue about it because a teacher can't read your mind. And sure, maybe a teacher can see if you're getting caught up in some kind of story yeah but then it's up to you the practitioner to yeah to do something with this confrontation or yeah the expectation being able to see the expectation yeah or at least not to turn away from it like yeah just just do it daily and see what happens as opposed to oh I've done it for five years I'm supposed to be this kind of person or I'm supposed to be able to do these kind of postures yeah just do it that's it don't even like I think sometimes we overanalyze also just do it you finish your practice go get your coffee go about your day be kind be nice yeah that's it it doesn't have to be much more than that either yeah I know, what is that, the f- quote that everybody loves throwing around? <laughs> Which one? Practice and all is coming. Yeah. I think I've heard David Swenson describe that as, yes, all is coming means everything. Every single thing. The, the good, the bad, the ugly. It's all coming. You practice and all of it are, comes up. Yeah. It's like whatever you need to look at will rear its ugly head at some point absolutely but hopefully the practice will give you the tools the strength and the equanimity to face that shed storm with more grace right yeah that's that's really what it is yeah (laughs) yeah oh yeah i don't know it makes me it actually breaks my heart a little bit when people give up so easily yeah because it's almost like well, what is the point otherwise? Otherwise, drop this and go and get an ice cream. Yeah, hey. <laughs> I would be so fat. If <laughs> yeah. And you know, also bear in mind that whatever you are at, the carrot in front of you keeps moving forward. So yeah. even if you achieve that amazing thing that you've been working for for years and years and years, then there's yeah another step forward so exactly I, lo- I love uh, John Kabat-Zinn says wherever you go there you are it's like you are where you are supposed to be That's in that it. moment you can't be anywhere else so take a moment with an open heart and an open mind to be in in that whatever that is even if it doesn't feel great in the moment or it feels scary or yeah, it doesn't meet expectation. To just be, to be there. Be there for yourself in that moment. Can you 
can you really be there for yourself when stuff gets tough? Mm. I mean, now that we're talking about it, I get it. Why would people wake up early in the morning to, <laughs> to do this? Yeah, I don't know. Because in life it's a lot harder if you don't. At least that's how I feel, I guess. But yeah. I, I, I understand it does. It, it requires effort, but it also requires faith. Yeah. Right? It's like, yeah, why do you do it? Yeah, because you gotta have faith. Keep yeah. going, keep going. Oh dear Lord. <laughs> People, come on, practice yoga. <laughs> yeah. The other day, I've heard somebody say, yoga is for, is for everybody, but not everybody is for yoga. And that's true. It's like anyone yeah. can practice, but not everybody is willing to practice. Yeah, that's very true. And that's also okay. Yeah. I think that it's kind of like, um, it's a practice for the long haul. It's not a short-term, instant gratification kind of practice. It's really a practice of a lifetime. And then being able to look back and look at yourself honestly and understand what the practice does give you in, not in the moment, sure, in the moment, but also what are the fruits of, what are the fruits of my labor? Yeah. The workers have started. Yeah. Oh, no, that's probably for the garden. Okay. Yeah, and I think so sometimes, we, you know, the, those fruits are sometimes small things that are, or subtle things that are not always so perceptible. Is that a word, perceptible? Yeah. Easy to perceive? Yeah. Perceptibles yeah. in Spanish. Good. <laughs> exactly. So, I don't know, maybe sometimes we need to give ourselves the time also to understand what the practice does in the, in the long term and not just looking for the gratification in the short term. Yeah, really to see it as a... Yeah, as a way of living almost rather than, okay, I'm going to go and do this set of postures yeah. every day. Yeah, and how can we... How can we inspire students to not give up so easily and to not be so hard on themselves? I always ask myself this because where is that coming from? But I don't think that that's necessarily something that we can change. Other than no, not to change, but how to help them through this. Yeah, I think the role of us as teachers is to help shine a light on the things that students perhaps don't see so well themselves, and yeah, to encourage them through those moments that are a bit tougher, but. There are only words that we can say. That's true. And yeah. the responsibility is on the student. We have yeah. said many. We have said it many times, yeah. And, yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, I'm not one to blow smoke up anyone's ass, so. <laughs> well, and, and, and even if you do, you know, it's, if they have a certain, yeah, perception. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, it's sticky because I don't want it to sound like we are dark, horrible people that <laughs> to really struggle on your mats. No. I mean, just be neutral. Yeah. Kind of like, uh, yeah. Be okay. Be okay with everything that comes at you. Yeah. I think to it's have like, a soft approach to all this stuff yeah. that is really... Soft approach to the hard edges. Yeah. And come on, we all have limitations and struggles. Yeah. Also, they make us who we are as people. Yeah. But there's also so much uh, opportunity. There's so much possibility. It's like if you're only looking at the one thing, but you're missing the whole picture. Yeah, I suppose that is, I suppose that is the joy in practice to be open and willing to see all that other stuff instead of putting on our blinders and narrowing in on the the suffering that was a hell of an onion that is a hell of an onion this is I think this is the endless onion this is the onion that I don't, I don't know if you really get to the core ever. You just keep... You peeling. just keep peeling it. You get closer. Maybe in, I don't know, the next lifetime. We'll get to the core. Yeah. Oh, working through the many layers of dense conditioning. <laughs> which, oh my God, I have so many. I have, <laughs> again, I have a nightmare of me... Uh, Doing ballet. Oh, God. Oh, my God. It's been like 20 years. I'm still working through that. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, uh, thank God uh, I have this practice. Otherwise, I would be not a very nice person. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anything you would like to add about this? Other joy, confrontation, practice? Nope, I think um, I think we covered it. I'm oh. sure there are things, but I think for now, it's the beginning. It's the Actually, beginning of a beautiful onion peeling session. Yeah, and we always say this that we would love to hear from you guys. But this is such a deep topic. It would be wonderful to actually hear your uh, experience on this topic. Do yeah. you feel joy while you practice? Have you been confronted with stuff before? Um, all that stuff. Yeah, we, even we love to hear. Even if you recorded a little bit, a snippet of yourself talking about your relationship with joy and your practice, um, perhaps you could send it to us. Uh, we can easily be reached at uh, info at theonionpeelers.nl or info at thebreathingspace.nl Or, of course, also through our social media channels like Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and even Twitter. Even Twitter. 
which we never use, but it's there. <laughs> but it is there. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you soon. No, <laughs> we are Mer- <laughs> we're Lena Mercedes, and we are the Iron Bye bye. Ha, ha, ha.